Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me is a man that I have seen cramp up so bad on a bike (laughs) that if he wasn't talking to me, I would have been sure he was in rigor mortis. I would have been sure of it, folks. It was bad. Demarcus Heller. Say what? (laughs) Dude, what is up? Mm. Back at it, mm. and the cramps mm. are still there. Mm. What? Well, I mean, hopefully not yes. currently. I don't think you'd be on the show uh. right now if it was currently cramping. This man, uh, listeners, man. cramps like you have never seen a person <laughs> cramp. I mean, he's got to be yeah. in the world record of cramping. Mm. It's. I felt bad for him. You could just see his muscle just like, just like <laughs> contracting like iron, people. It looked painful. Yeah. Painful. I'm glad I don't do yeah, that. I've had a few episodes with you. Yeah, a couple. Those, those cramping episodes couple, are not man. fun. <laughs> Basketball cramping, that one was bad. That one wouldn't go away Oh, ever. that was probably the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, the biking oh, one, that one was horrible. You couldn't get back on the bike, whew. kept cramping there. It's just, whew. Luckily, yeah. I've got really low performance muscles. So true. So, like, even if they were to cramp, <laughs> you barely notice. You're like, oh, is that thing contracting? Oh, I guess it is. Okay. Oh, I guess it's going there. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? So, I don't really have to worry about it. It's good. Yes! It's good. Well, DeMarcus, I think in the short time that you've been a part of this show, you, you, have, right. you have learned that I am a fan of history. That's right. You know? This is true. I'm a fan of this history. This is true. In in particular, I'm a fan of hot takes of history. Hot, hot, hot takes of history. You know? Hmm. You know? And DeMarcus, I got to say, this weekend, this past weekend, I came across a pretty wild hot take. Hmm. I came across. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I, I warn you and the listeners, I'm getting ready to whiz a smoker of history right by you right now. Huh? It's going to be, this, this is a good one. Trust me, listeners, don't change the channel. Yes! I know you're getting ready to change the channel. Don't do it. Trust me, this is going to be good, okay? <laughs> so, DeMarcus, um, hmm. I'm guessing, and I'm not insinuating by asking you this, but I'm guessing at some point in time mm-hmm. you've heard of the concept of nudes. Am I right? Wait, what? Nude, like nude pictures? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nudes as in where yes. one human sends some naked images of themselves to another human right. to arouse the interest of the other human. Right? Word. Right? Right. Right. Now, if I were to ask you to guess the year the first nudes were sent, you'd probably say something... What, you probably say something maybe like 1970? You're like, yeah, somebody got a hold of a Polaroid camera. I could see that, right? I could see that. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe you'd think all the way back in the day, maybe like super early camera. They sat in front of the camera for 30 minutes to get their nude, and then they're like, hey, send that to Jack. Wait, what? You know, right? No, Maybe 1894. Maybe. What if I were to tell you the first documented case of somebody sliding into the DMs 
and sending mm. some nudes in America was 1828. Really? 1828. Jeez. Yes. Wow. Not an exaggeration, Marcus. Old school with that it. happened. Yes! That happened. And I'm going to tell you the story of what happened. Here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, hopefully, at least some folks out there have heard of Daniel Webster. Hmm. D. Webb. D. Webb. Hmm. He's an early politician in America. He was a he was a senator, Massachusetts. Um, mm -hmm. he was Secretary of State under three different presidents. That doesn't happen very often. Nope. Hmm. Secretary of State, three different presidents. He argued over two hundred cool. cases in front of the Supreme Court. He's a, a little bit of what we consider, you know, a political baller, you know, a little bit. Um, I would say so. That's a fact. Now, D. Webb, uh, he he was forty six years old when his wife Grace Fletcher, sadly, she died of cancer. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, after his wife, folks started started noticing after after Grace died. Started seeing D. Webb hanging out with a couple of ladies, mm. you know, going around town. Huh. You know, didn't take him too long yeah. to hop back on the market, you know. And he started started yeah. hanging out with Sarah Goodridge. Sarah Goodridge, she was a uh, painter, and she actually she painted mm. portraits a lot, right? She painted a portrait of mm. Webster back in the day. So true. D. Webb got his portrait. Um, didn't take too long, though, before Miss Goodridge, she decided to slide into those DMs. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. She painted, she painted a two and a half inch by three inch piece of canvas, a piece of her boobs. Huh? And sent it to <laughs> D-Webb. It's a picture, nice. a painting of her boobs. Nice. On a two and a half by three inch easel. What? Wow. First of all, that's amazing Rex. that she could paint that small, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that <laughs> that little of a canvas? Yeah. I'd have a stick figure if that's that correct. were it. I'd be like, this is as much as I can give you. That's that's what I got. Like, and let's, I mean, let's just yeah. step back, listeners. What a baller Sarah was. Like, that's a fact. Can, you, yeah. can you imagine? I mean... Ladies back in those days were like thrown out of town for showing you too much forearm. So true. And and S. Yeah. Goodridge is over here showing the goods in Goodridge. She's like, here it is. Yeah. Get it, get it, get it while it's hot, D Webb. What? What? She's a team player. You know? And I mean, now you gotta imagine, I was thinking about this when when D Webb got this, first of all. Like, I mean, you got to expect his mind's blown. This is the first time this has happened in American history. He's like, what? What? And it came, she put it in this cool little, like, box, too. It's like this teeny oh, little, wow. like, almost like what you would see, like, you know, like a ID card box little deal. Like, it's just yeah. this little, it had two little latches, you know, that raise it up, and all of a sudden, whoop, boobies. What? Huh? Right? Nice. You got to imagine, though, <laughs> D-Webb being the political baller he was, he had to make some kind of pun about her name. That's a fact. You know that had to. Oh, I mean, come on, Goodridge. Oh, come on, he had to make something about it. He had to. You know oh, he did. Yeah. So true. And I, I started thinking about this. I mean, first of all, you got to think, it's a lot of effort she put mm -hmm. into this, you know? 
That is. You know, because I mean, let's be honest. It's actually impressive. Let's be honest. Right now, the people sending nudes, there's not a lot of effort put into that. Nope. Right? Yeah, they got to step their game not up. A, be a Sarah. Yeah, I mean, if that was the amount of effort that was required today, the amount of nudes being sent would be drastically reduced. <laughs> Dra- I mean, if you yeah. if you get a text at midnight, it's like, what's up, baby? You right. got your paintbrushes in a couple of hours? Huh? I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think it's happening. I don't think anybody's going to be like, yeah, it's, nope. sorry, yeah. it's... I didn't. I didn't get the right colors for that. Sorry, I don't have it. Sorry, like that's just that's a lot of work right there. Yeah. Then I started thinking about it though too. You know, it's also pretty nice mm-hmm. because you can you can edit out the bad parts of yourself. You know, that's a fact. Like, let's say you got a really ugly mm. mole going on. You're like, eh, we're not gonna put that <laughs> in the picture. That's not gonna be there. Nope. Is it really that size? Uh, yeah, totally that size. Wink! Right? It can... Huh? You can get all the bad parts go away. It's pretty nice. And yeah. all you got to do is just is keep them away from reality. But, I mean, then again, I think we got to... We got to... We got to celebrate. We got to celebrate this 1828. 1828. Sarah Goodridge and D. Webb, ahead of their time right there. My goodness. It's almost 200 years, man. Yeah. Yeah, seven years. We'll celebrate it. Word. We'll celebrate it. Let me write. I'm going to make a note of that. Seven years. Yeah. Celebration 200 mm. anniversary nudes. Got it. Okay, good. Nice. Uh, Demarcus, <laughs> now that we know the history of nudes in America, are you ready to fire this show up? Doc, let's fire this show up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. Woo! Oh my gosh. Today, I mean, we started it off with a banger right there. Yes! I mean, I'm guessing psh, probably only 40% of the listeners stop listening during that monologue. So, so true. You know, <laughs> we're on fire already, but we're going to take it up a notch here because we have got red hot, super popular Upsol on the show today. Upsol. I'm, nice. I'm not fronting, guys. Ups, I. I told her, I told Nick Wold when we had him on the show from the Dreamers, I was like, Upsall, she's probably too cool to talk to us. I was wrong, because she is talking to us today. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I was probably right. She just didn't realize that we weren't cool enough to talk to her before she agreed to talk to us. But still, doesn't matter. Ooh. We got her on the show, Demarcus. So there it is. Nice. Very excited. Very excited. But oh, yeah. first, we need to start where we start. Birthday soon. All right. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, Demarcus. This one, uh, I'm pretty confident on. I, this is the the only one though that I'm I'm pretty confident on. Uh, the other two, yikes. What? Uh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, this one, I'm giving okay. you 88%. So pretty confident. Oh, nice. Because there are two pretty films confident. that I feel like you gotta know. You got it. So true. Um, born on April 7th, 1964 in Wellington, New Zealand. Hmm. We've uh, hmm. we've had some listeners from Wellington, so shout out, Wellington. So true. Um, both of his parents were film set caterers. Hmm. What an interesting job, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, just setting up food for the films. That's pretty nice. Seems like a... Yeah. Good pursuit as far as a career. I might have to switch 
set caterer. <laughs> Anyways, his family moved to Sydney, Australia when he was four. Because of his parents' job, our birthday suit wear started auditioning for acting roles at a young age. 16, he dropped out of school to pursue acting full-time. Hmm. Started getting regular TV roles in the 80s in Australia. His first transition to American film was the movie The Quick and the Dead in 1995. Then, in 2000, he played in one of my favorite movies of all time, very high on the list, Gladiator. Yes! He played General Maximus Decimus Meridius, which won him the Academy Award as Best Actor. So true. Then starred in Beautiful Mind, starred in American Gangster, Robin Hood, Les Miserables, Man of Steel. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. Robin Williams. What? 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 <laughs> Gladiator. Gladiator. What do we what do we got? Come on now. You know Gladiator. Oh, Russell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. You had yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> had me going there, man. Huh? Gee. Russell. Yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe. Okay, now I'm worried. Yeah, now, Russell Crowe. Now right. I'm worried yeah. about the other two that we got. <laughs> if that was that hard for Russell, I don't know about the other ones. Now I'm a little worried. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry about that, Russell. Come on now. <laughs> I hope that Robin Williams was a joke. I love Robin Williams, but he's not playing any gladiator. Come on now. It's not happening. He's playing Patch oh, Adams and Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> not not playing yeah. Maximus De Decimus Meridius. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Come on. That's right. <laughs> Such a good film. Such a oh, good film. Man. Turning the turning the big five seven. Five seven for Russell Crowe. Nice. Now apparently he got so popular because of movies like Gladiator. Apparently in two thousand one the FBI got in contact with him because they'd gotten a tip that Al-Qaeda was planning on kidnapping him. Huh? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was like wow. one of the one of the, the terrorist moves they were going to do was like kidnap famous people to like destabilize <laughs> America. And I was like, what? Like, no offense to... No offense to Russell, but like, Really? When people get that worried with Russell. I mean, like, I'm not saying I want Russell to be kidnapped, but I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to really ruin my day if I look at the newspaper and I'm like, um, I'm just going to be like, oh, I hope Russell's okay. Russell that's, you know, that's, I mean, I'm guessing they're still not planning it, Russell. I, you're okay. You're in the clear now, but just saying it. Yeah. It's really weird when I looked at that. I was like, really? Okay. All right. I mean, if That's I was, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Anyways, happy birthday, Russell. Turning the big five seven. Happy birthday. There we go. Hey, shout out, Russell. Shout okay. Out. All right. Are you ready to rip some headlines, Demarcus? Of course. Let's rip those headlines, Doc. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Nice, nice, Demarcus. We were talking about it before we came on the air. Most states. They're getting their open vaccine policy now. Yes! You know, almost mm. everyone mm -hmm. over the age of 16 is invited. Uh, you missed my announcement uh, last week. Three popular strip mm. clubs in Nashville 
are offering <laughs> lifetime VIP membership to anyone who gets the vaccine. America! Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Free. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Free entrance to the, the, the strip clubs. Never have to pay a cover charge again. You know what? Wow. Dave Ooh. scoffed at my scoffed at my uh, excitement, and I was like, eh, Girl, probably because you're engaged, Dave. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Anyways, no. Shout out, Dave. Shout out. Anyways. Anyways. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess the person in this next story uh, mm -hmm. didn't get their vaccine for that reason. Word. They weren't getting their vaccine mm. for strip. Oh. Uh, I don't really know why they got their vaccine, but I don't think that was it. Uh, and, and you'll see why. This past week in Dallas County, Texas, Judge Clay Jenkins uh, confirmed mm -hmm. that it was an error that allowed an eight-year-old to get an appointment and to get a vaccine. Mm. To get it. <laughs> they gave it to him. An eight-year-old. Wow. Uh, hmm. Jenkins said the issue that allowed the eight-year-old to get an appointment has been addressed. And then the county's IT department is also working with another organization to make sure this doesn't happen again. Word. So, hmm. I'm no IT whiz, Demarcus. Nope. But is it like is it that hard to make sure the age value doesn't go down to eight? Like, yeah, that's seems, that's pretty insane. You let an eight-year-old seems, seems pretty easy to be like, okay, we we put the minimum age sixteen. That's a fact. Done. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem too hard. Nope. Which, which it does remind right. me, I have a calendar service online, uh, you know, to put in, like, due mm -hmm. dates and whatnot. And uh, right. I noticed the date goes all the way back to 1901. Huh? I can, uh -huh. I can assign something. I can put a, a due date of 1901. And I was like, mm -hmm. what is... Who who's that made for? Like, what is Marty McFly and Doc Brown need to go back to like what the f putting something down for Sept September twenty fourth, nineteen oh four? Like, oh yeah, that was a good due date back. They're like, makes no sense. Nope. Like yeah. things like that. You got eight year olds getting vaccinated. Come on now. Right. Come on now. Well, at least you know, at least there are no side effects. So. That eight-year-old's yeah. free to party. Nice. Sweet. Um, yeah. Speaking of COVID, DeMarcus, the statistics for death rates, 2020, they've been tabulated. Mm. And COVID mm -hmm. was number three Jeez. on the death list behind cancer and cardiovascular disease. In 2020, it is estimated to have caused almost 400,000 deaths, COVID, in America. Yeah. Which... Which, which is horrible, obviously. 400 extra thousand deaths. But it also made me think on a strictly public health front. Those numbers sort of made me go, right. can we do a little better on cardiovascular and cancer? Like, I mean, yeah. I know they're more complicated than COVID, but it doesn't look good when COVID's only getting the bronze in the death Olympics next to cancer and cardiovascular disease. Like... We still can't get those better than that? Like, public health initiative, you know? Let's get those things down, man. Come on. Right. Come on. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> um, that's that's gonna that's gonna be uh, one of the things that we're gonna have to focus on more. Definitely, definitely. Got to put a little bit, in a little more. Come, in, well, sure. I mean, there's been a lot of you know, you know, there's been a lot of emphasis on it, anyways, but hasn't hasn't got that right. much better. Okay, uh, the next story: the man didn't die. Wait, what? But I'm sure his day was <laughs> ruined. Maybe his week. Maybe a month. Huh? Maybe longer. I don't know. We're, uh, let me just read the title, and you you make the decision, uh, Demarcus. Uh, quote: mm. Sleeping man had penis cut off what? by girlfriend <laughs> who flushed it down the toilet because she suspected he was cheating. Wow. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. This did not happen. It did. It did. This is a true, this was not a true story. <laughs> so true. True story. No you way. Gotta, listeners, if you want to, Google it. I'm telling you, <laughs> you better have not just eaten because it's going to be rough on you. But you can Google it. Now, oh, DeMarcus, man. I'm going to make a strong, strong line in the sand here. Um, <laughs> you need more than a suspicion <laughs> to do something like right. that. And even if you know 100%, take his take yeah. his money. Put his dirty laundry out in the street. <laughs> anything. Anything but that, yeah. man. Anything <laughs> but that. I'm just... Oh, man. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Ah, sorry. She flushed it down the toilet. Flushed it down, never to be seen again. And that's what... That's that, that's that's what the doctor said, man. He said nothing can be done. Oh. Nothing. Uh, we 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 can't we can't do anything now. We can't reattach. There's nothing we can do. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's got to ruin man. his day. That is not good. Not good. Oh. Um. Now that I've made everyone, no doubt, everyone cringe. Uh, Demarcus, let's talk about some other bad ideas. <laughs> um. This idea, far, far less instant and less horrible ramifications, but nonetheless, bad. Um, there's been a trend of folks taking economic advice from TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. This is a CNN article discussing how a lot of people are going to TikTok for financial advice. And it specifically follows Tori Dunlap. Tori Dunlap, she mm. is a sort of a financial guru, if you will. She has a website dedicated to financial advice. Word. And she started making TikTok uh, videos and realized that they actually started going viral about finance. Hmm. Now, in the article, it says Dunlap made a viral video which called out the myth that you won't be able to afford a house if you buy lattes every day. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Which I got to say to Marcus, who's ever heard mm -hmm. of that fucking myth? I don't know what that is. I've never heard what of is, that. What either. is that? <laughs> Second of all, I got to say, this myth has all kinds of holes in it. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what kind of lattes, what kind of house, and what kind of job you have. Um... Yeah. If you're jobless and have no money, it doesn't matter what kind of latte you buy. You're not getting a house. Nope. You're never getting a house. Yeah. Um, right. And if you want a beachfront front mansion, 
you can skip lattes for the next thousand years. You're not buying your house. Nope. Um, yeah. And if you're if you're buying some expensive twenty dollar latte three times a day, it may actually your chances to buy a house. So it really depends right. on the situation. The point is, Demarcus, you don't go to TikTok mm -hmm. to get your financial advice. Nope. Do real yeah. financial research with a fiduciary financial advisor who has to have yep. your welfare in mind. They are forced by law to keep your financial wealth in mind. So true. Be an adult and buy a house like an adult, folks. Just saying. That's a fact. Now, me to Marcus, I don't want to be an adult. Yeah. Nor do I want to buy a house. And I definitely <laughs> don't want to talk to a fiduciary. Nope. But I'm just saying, mm -hmm. if that's your thing, do it the right way. You know? Don't yeah. be a 12-year-old with your finances. Go to somebody like an adult. <laughs> Anyways... DeMarcus still thinking about things you may have to do as an adult. Hmm. This is something you may want to keep in mind if you're, a, you're an adult who has kids. Who has hmm. kids. Um, here's something you should probably not do with those kids. Um, you should probably not mm -hmm. prank your kids into thinking you've been shot. Word. Hmm. Apparently, uh... Arnthea, Arnthea Willis of Wichita, Kansas, didn't know you hmm. should do that. Um, 58-year-old Arnthea on uh, April mm -hmm. Fool's Day, she thought, hey, you know what? Here's the way it would be hilarious. If I called up my daughter, told her I'd been shot and hung up, it'd be pretty dope. <laughs> and, of course, uh, she did this. And, of course... Her hmm. daughter was like, oh, Jesus, and like a normal person, called the police. That's a fact. And the police mm. and the EMS and the fire department all came to Arnthea's house. And they had the house surrounded oh, wow. and streets blocked off. And they were trying to make contact, Ooh. and they found out nobody was in the house. So Arnthea wasn't even in Wichita. She was down in Derby, Kansas, being like, oh, this is hilarious. I told her I was at my house and I got shot. Hilarious. Um, yeah. The police tracked her down. They didn't find it so hilarious. Uh, they arrested her. Mm. So, um, Ooh. I, I got to ask, though, DeMarcus, it's one of those things, like, is there any good situation that could come out of that? <laughs> like, right. like, can, like, can you think of any situation that Arnthea is going to fake being shot and as a result she's going to win a million dollars in a life supply of bagel bites <laughs> and be like, yeah, that was a good decision. I did. Like, there's nothing <laughs> that's going to come out of this that's going to be good. Like, no situation. <laughs> right. Like, the best, like, the, Not at the all. best situation would your daughter would laugh and be like, ha ha, you're a turd. And that'd be it. And she'd still be kind of yeah. mad at you. Like, that's the best situation. Ugh. Right. Now she's in jail. Mm. Mm. Dang. Mm. 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 Not, a, not a good decision, D. Not a good decision. Not, not at all, Doc. Not at all. Uh, now. She's probably sitting next to a big Deborah in, oof, in jail. Jeez. Deborah. About to take her oatmeal cookie. That's Jeez. Not good. It's not, I feel for you, Arnthea. You hang in there. Um, now, uh, this, this next story, I feel like 
Even though it was in Florida, Arnthea almost had to plan some of this fundraiser that was going down. Uh, so this went down in Titusville, yeah. Florida. Uh, folks were planning a fundraiser at Astronaut High School for graduating seniors. Now, uh, in the fundraiser is mainly a raffle, right? And, uh, mm. you know, putting different items up for auction, for raffle. People buy tickets, pull the raffle, whoever had the winning raffle ticket, boom, that's your item, right? So true. Now, this, this right, project right. was put, or this, uh, this fundraiser was put on by Project Graduation, which is a nonprofit. And, uh, you know, everything sounds pretty good. Hey, getting these seniors graduating style, nice. Uh, but one of the things that they had in the raffle was a military assault rifle. Wait, what? Oh, how? What? Huh? Somebody's ready for war. What? In a school <laughs> fundraiser? Now, uh, I should say to listeners, this... Uh, the project graduation isn't actually affiliated with the school. Like they're fundraising and it's a nonprofit for the school, but they're not affiliated <laughs> with the school. Now, listeners, I gotta care. I gotta say, I don't care what your opinion on guns is. Nope. Uh, put put your uh, opinion to the side for a second and just think about the optics. Hmm. Think. About the optics. Hmm. In 2019, before the pandemic, 45 shootings in schools. Raffling an assault rifle for a school fundraiser is kind of like raffling a couple bottles of vodka for your local AA meeting. It's not the right <laughs> thing to do. Nope. Could it raise money? Probably. Does it look good? Nope. Nope. Like, just... Probably maybe leave the assault rifle out. That's all I'm saying, Demarcus. Maybe. Just yeah. maybe leave it out. Just saying. Just saying. Just thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last uh, story for rip from the headlines. This is uh, coming from Korea. Seoul, Korea. Hmm. Um, now, at the Seoul Art Center, they've got an art exhibit mm -hmm. going on showing some art from different artists from around the world. One piece is by uh, legendary graffiti artist John One. John One. Hmm. Now, this piece, uh, this is one of those sort of real-life pieces where he made a graffiti piece, and then he left spray paint cans and uh, paint cans and brushes all in front of it. You know? It's one of those, like, real-life-looking pieces. So... Last week, a, a, a young couple came into the museum, and they saw the piece. They saw the paint cans and whatnot, and they assumed, mm -hmm. hey, it's one of those interactive pieces. We just pick up a brush, and we start painting. Cool. Like it. Whoa. Right? So they just went up there, and they added a couple of paint strokes onto the piece. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Like it, right? Now, eventually, some of the people who worked in the museum noticed. They were like, hey, I remember those paint strokes. And they went to the security camera, <laughs> found the culprits. Mm. The, now there's a police investigation on these, uh, on these <laughs> culprits. Now, the museum estimated that the piece, titled Graffiti, was worth $440,000. Jeez. Yeah. Yikes. But, DeMarcus, I got to say... 
I really hope these folks don't get in trouble. Because yeah. if I showed you right now the painting, I guarantee mm -hmm. you would not be able to tell me where they put those paint strokes. Nope. <laughs> I guarantee you would not be able because the painting wow. is just a bunch of random colors. Don't get me wrong, hmm. it's a, it's cool. Like I would definitely like to ha have it. I'm not going to pay four hundred forty thousand dollars for it. Nope. But you know, I'd right. put it up. I'd put it in the studio here. That'd be cool, right? Hmm. I'm not going to pay four hundred forty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. All I'm saying is, is that those those paint strokes eh, really retract detract from it. Like you can't tell. You don't know where they are. Like, yeah, and I gotta say, if these these uh, folks go to court, hire me as your lawyer, guys. I'll defend you in court, and <laughs> the only way I'm gonna defend them is I'm gonna go up to the jurors and be like, "Hey, have you ever seen this painting before?" And they'll be like, "No," and I'll be like, "Okay, tell me where they put these brushstrokes on this painting." That's a fact. If you point them out, you can throw these guys in jail. If you can't point them out, they get, they're not they're free to go, right? And I guarantee mm. you. Right. It, it, I mean, if they did point him out a bit, ooh, sorry, guys. Didn't mean to make that bet. Jeez. My bad. Enjoy prison. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about that. But I'm guessing they wouldn't be able to call him out. I would put a lot of money on it right now. Yeah. I would be willing to put 80% of my bank account on it right now. Wow. 80%. Hmm. That's how confident I am. That's confident right there. That's confident. Uh, hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway. That's a lot of confidence, Doc. It is. Yeah. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest, the one, the only, Upsall. This is her song, Drugs, featuring Black Bear, right here on the Doc G Show. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, if you are listening on the radio mm. and you are not, and you, you have not scheduled a podcast Wait, on what? some platform, it doesn't have to be Apple, it can be TuneIn. It can be SoundCloud. It can be... Uh, I can't think of any of the others because I don't check them huh? soon enough. Verbal. I got one. They're verbal. Could be verbal. Anyways, wherever you get podcasts, you need to subscribe to it. So it inflates our numbers. Even if you don't listen to it, it inflates our numbers artificially. It makes me feel better because it automatically goes to your phone. So even if you don't plan on listening to it, just do it to make me feel better. I'll be like, oh, my God, people are listening to the show, and nobody will be listening. It's fine, right? Just just make me feel better like that, guys. Isn't that, isn't that a good thing? You're doing a good deed, right, Demarcus? Hmm. You got to do a good deed. Like It's, it's just only the right mm -hmm. thing to do. Right thing to do. Yeah. Completely correct. And you know the other right thing to do, Demarcus, would be to shout out What's that? our listeners. Shout out the people oh, that yeah. do listen. Now, I'm going to mm -hmm. give us a real quick rundown of the regulars. we got to give praise to the regulars. So these are going to be rapid fire right here. I'm just going to name them one by one, and then we can give them a full shout out together, being the regular listeners. Right. You ready? 
Let's go. Here we go. Here goes the fast. Here comes here comes the speedball. Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Winfield, West Virginia, Boardman, Oregon, San Diego, California, Gainesville, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Genoa, Italy, Barcelona, Spain, Dublin, Ireland, Ashburn, Virginia, Radford, Virginia, Anoka, Minnesota, Charlotte, North Carolina, Katy, Texas, Peoria, Illinois, Tulsa, Oklahoma, San Francisco, California. Regular. There it is, Demarcus. Regular. Shout out Regular. to my peeps. Yeah, those guys have been putting in work. Every single week, those those cities nice. have been listening. You got to give it to them every single week. You guys week. got some strong ears. That's right. Right the now, strength. they're like, Jesus, I don't think I'm going to be a regular anymore. This is getting too much. This is getting too much. I want to give a little shout out to the newcomers, though, too, Demarcus. Here we go. Here's a couple newcomers on the list. Uh, first off, Payson, Arizona. Payson. Shout out. Payson. Hmm. Evidently, it's what's called rim country, Demarcus. Rim country. Mm. Word. Don't know what's hmm. going down in Payson, but apparently it's rim country. <laughs> uh, it's also known yeah. as the heart of Arizona. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's that's its nickname. Heart of Arizona right there. It is sort of right in the middle of it. So shout out to Payson. Payson, Arizona. Big shout out. Shout, shout out. out to St. James, New York. St. James, it's on uh, it's on mm -hmm. it's on Long Island, right beside where Grayson Nacrutman is from. Maybe it's Grayson. I don't know. If it is, shout out to you, Grayson. You know what? Even if it's not, Big shout out. Shout, shout out, out to Grayson, regardless. <laughs> shout out to him. Um, okay, Ridgewood, New Jersey. Ridgewood, New Jersey. Shout out. Um, Big shout out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Northwest side of New York City. Like yeah, I would say you you got to consider Ridgewood like part of the the urban sprawl, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the show Treehouse Masters, Demarcus? Mm. Treehouse no, Masters? I never watched that show. Well, Pete Nelson, the guy that makes all the treehouses, apparently he was born mm -hmm. in Ridgewood. There you go. Pete Nelson. Ah. Yeah. Which okay. doesn't really seem a place where you would have treehouses, you know? Nope. Doesn't really seem like a <laughs> inspiring treehouse place, but who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Copenhagen, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah. Shout out. Now, hmm. we've had Copenhagen before, but I felt like I hadn't given enough shout out, so you gotta give love to Denmark. Shout out to Copenhagen. <laughs> uh, Big shout out. Lastly on the newcomers, Clinton, Iowa. Clinton, Iowa. Okay. That's on the, Iowa. that's on the mighty Mississippi, DeMarcus, right on the Mississippi yeah. there. I always forget hmm. about those northern Mississippi places, you know? Like, I'm all, mm -hmm. I always think about down down south, you know, uh, New Orleans way, those kind of cities. I don't think... So true. I don't, th right. I don't think Iowa. You know, I should. It goes all the way up there. I just mm -hmm. never think about it. And then I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Man, that thing goes for a long ways. Shout out to Clinton, <laughs> Iowa. Big shout. shout okay, out. now we haven't done this since you've been on the show, Demarcus, but uh, as you're aware, sometimes I can get a little negative, you know? Sometimes mm. I can go a little negative, a little negative town Nancy, you know? That's that's me mm -hmm. sometimes. I'm a bit of a hater occasionally. Mm. So we got to mm -hmm. balance that out. Now, originally, I was balancing out a specific hate that I had, uh, we had a segment on the show called Why Weddings Suck. Um, mm. And it would be evidence 
of why weddings suck. It was a very, uh, very detailed think piece, Demarcus. Um, this new mm-hmm. segment was to balance that out, and it's a segment we call News That Doesn't Suck. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Let's fire it up. Let's fire it up. Things That Don't Suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd. And whatever the doc wants to say now. DeMarcus, this uh, this story uh, is, 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 is definitely news that doesn't suck. Uh, I'm sure you're aware here. Mm-hmm. Plastic trash, it's a problem. So true. You know? Oh, We're yeah. We're putting billions and billions of pounds of it into the ocean, into the soil. It's 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 finding mm. its way into everything, into drinking water, into food. It's not good. It's not good. Well, yeah. uh, apparently, England, a company in England, Mura Technologies, they're finding a pretty pretty good way of recycling it. Pretty solid way. Mm. So they've developed a process known as hydro mm-hmm. PRS. Hydro PRS. Hmm. The process uses superheated steam to just blow apart the plastic. Word. Like it's this crazy super hot Hmm. steam that just, they shoot it at high pressures at the plastic, and the plastic Mm -hmm. chemical bonds just break down completely. And all you're left with are these teeny little monomers of plastic. Yeah. And then, after they finish that, they can recycle it into anything they want. Any type of new plastic, Sweet. so you literally don't have to make any new plastic. And this 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 uh, process can break down any plastic. Like you know, normally plastic <laughs> recycling has to be very processed, and it can only be certain types of plastic. And blah blah blah. This can take anything, any plastic. It can recycle mm. it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. their main recycling plant is in the UK. And it's now able to recycle one million tons of plastic a year. Obviously, uh, not nearly enough for what we're producing, but it's getting there. And they've been working with the British government. The British government is now backing the program, and they're going to fund more plants. Say what? So there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Little environmental good news, DeMarcus. What do you think about that? I'm all yeah. for it. I'm all Amen. 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 News that yeah. doesn't suck. There you go, listeners. We hadn't done it in a while. We hadn't <laughs> pulled it out there in a while. I'd been putting a couple of news that didn't suck in the actual rip from the headlines, and I was like, you know what? We got to give it its due. We got to give it its own section. We mm. got to give credit to the full news that doesn't suck. You know? That's all. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Demarcus. <laughs> uh, it's time. Uh, our second birthday suit here. Here we go. All right. Now this one, uh, I, I wasn't confident about. Uh, well, I was confident about the Russell Crowe. I wasn't confident about this one. Now, I'm a little <laughs> bit less confident about this one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see about your historical music in this one. So, um, born mm. on April seventh, nineteen fifteen. Jeez. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, her birth name was Eleonora Fagan. She had a hard life growing up, uh, not so much of a home life, and uh, by the time she was 12, she was running errands for a brothel. Um, Around that time, she started hearing jazz records. She heard a lot of Louis Armstrong and Bessie Smith. 
As a teenager, she started singing in Harlem as a jazz singer. In 1935, she signed with Brunswick Records. She released several songs like What a Little Moonlight Can Do and I Cried For You. Around this time, she found herself being consistently compared to another famous jazz singer at the time, Ella Fitzgerald. In 1939, she released a a song, Strange Fruit, which really increased her popularity. In 1944, she signed with Decca Records, and that's where she really reached popularity. However, by the 40s, she had started becoming addicted to narcotics. It was a downward spiral from there. In 1947, she was arrested for narcotics possession. Her drug and alcohol abuse Mm -hmm. only got worse in the 50s, and sadly, she died in 1959 from heart failure and cirrhosis. She is in the Mm -hmm. Jazz Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the National Women's Hall of Fame. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm... Well, the strange fruit gave it away. That's definitely been. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Nicely done. See, I knew I, I was I was talking to the wrong person. I should have known D was gonna know <laughs> Billy Holiday. He may not know some of weird course. Australian actor. He's gonna know <laughs> Billy Holiday. Should have known. Should have known. All right. Right. Billy right, Holiday. Right. Man, I can't. It, now it's weird. Like I know Billy songs. But for some reason, I, mm-hmm. you know, I guess just because my age and and growing up, I can't I can't think of mm-hmm. Billy Holiday without thinking of the Tupac line uh, from Thug uh, uh, Thug uh, Mansion uh, that he that he released uh, mm. uh, after his death there, where it says uh, then some uh, somebody sang "Kicking It" with Billy Holiday, and that's always just whenever the name comes in uh, into my head, that line mm-hmm. from his song comes into my head. Can't, can't hear it without it. It's, it's sort of sad. Oh, Can, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Can't. It's a. Uh, I think he's talking about the uh, the teenage girl, like in the early '90s, I believe, that was shot in the uh, convenience store by the Asian mm. lady. Uh, she thought that she was taking something out of the store, but the girl had like money. Um, she was like 16, 13 mm. years old. I see. I think her name was like Tatiana or something. See, like that. I never, I, I, I never, I never even looked into who she was, ta- who he's talking about. I just remembered the line. Was, then some yeah. lady named <laughs> Billie Holiday sang, sitting there kicking it with Malcolm till the day came. That's that's it. That, <laughs> oh yeah, that's. I just pulled up the lyrics. Little little Latasha sure grown. Yeah. Tell the lady in the liquor store yeah, that she's forgiving. Latasha. So come home. Got it. Yeah. God, God, man. That's that, it, yeah. That Tupac, yeah. he put so much into the lyrics, man. Tupac, he put so man. much into the lyrics. He did. I mean, and the the one before it always got me so jazzed because before the Billie Holiday, it's drinking peppermint schnapps with Jackie Wilson and Sam Cooke. Yes! I mean, come on. Every <laughs> listener knows how big of a yeah. fan of Sam Cooke I am. That's right. But Billie Holiday, she did. Yeah. She had a smooth voice, man. She had a smooth voice, yeah. strong voice. It's a shame, you know. Got uh, it's never, never got off on the right foot. Had such a hard life growing up. Just uh, wasn't set yeah. up to be able to handle uh, handle everything coming at her. But man, good jams, yeah. good jams, man. Oh yeah. Shout out to Billie Holiday. Uh, Shout out to. Billie I mean, Holiday. if she was still alive, it would be absolutely amazing. She'd be one oh six, but you know, not it's, it, possible, possible. Happy, 
Yeah, happy, sounds- happy birthday, Billy Holiday. Uh, speaking of great women, we are about to have a great woman on with Upsol. She is going to be coming up next. But first, we're going to take a listen to uh, somebody coming to the Jacksonville area this week. Uh, April 9th, we've got Seth Walker coming to the Blue Jay. He's going to be playing. If you guys dig some blues, if you like jamming on some blues rock, you want to check the show out. You want to make sure you get down there to the Blue Jay. Seth's going to be there jamming out right now. Let's take a listen to Seth Walker's Grab a Hole One of those right here on the Doc G Show. When it all goes wrong. One of those weeks. One of those years. When all you can do is sing that one sad song and soak in your own tears just grab a hold of me grab a hold of me and we'll both Go down together If you just grab a hold of me And maybe you're lost In a deep dark dream Feels like you don't stand a chance Maybe you've fallen down through the seams You want to wake up, but you can't Or just grab a hold of me
grab a hold of me. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by a very talented songwriter and artist, Upsaw. Taylor, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So I was just saying, poor Cam on the air. I've, uh, I was just talking to Nick from Dreamers a couple weeks ago about how much mm -hmm. I liked Palm Reader. Such a jam. Yes. It's on heavy That's rotation. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I know you've worked with him before. Were you excited mm -hmm. when he came to you with Palm Reader? Were you like, yes? Yes, this is a jam. Yeah, right yeah, no, I was just, it was funny too, because like this all happened during quarantine. So, like, I actually met Nick mm -hmm. on set of the Palm video shoot. Like, we had only worked <laughs> over Zoom before this all happened, which is funny. Like, we, we had just been kind of writing songs on Zoom yeah. um, throughout the beginning of quarantine. And then one day he hit me and was like, yo, we have this song. Do you want to write a verse to it and um, feature on it? And at first it was going to be, just dreamers and myself and i was like okay this song is so fire like i have to be part of this yeah and then later on i found out big boy is going to be on it and like i grew up listening to outcast so yes! it was like a dream come true i'm just like so stoked to be part of it i love that song so it is yeah it's a great it, it's a great jam when me and nick were talking about it he said uh you hadn't realized yet that you were too cool for him what so when are you going to realize that you're too cool to work with nick mm. when is that <laughs> Never. nick is nick is too cool to work with me he's like very cool i've been a fan of dreamers too like since i started you know like out in la so yeah. when we started working together i was like oh my gosh like he's in a dope band like i need to like not suck during the sessions <laughs> like i need to be on my a game and then it was cool. Yeah, we've been able to, to work together since. Yeah, it's been cool. Very nice. Very well, like you said, it features Big Boy. Now, you didn't you didn't actually get to do really anything with Big Boy. He came in, sort of uh, put his stuff in remotely, right? Right. Yeah. 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 I, I do have to say, though, I don't know if you've ever checked out his Instagram. It looks like he lives at an animal sanctuary. So true. The dude is hanging out with, like, <laughs> owls and tigers and buffalo and just well, like right. it's crazy i i want i want to go to a studio not just to like listen to him make music i want to look at his animals while he's like just pet his That's owl amazing. while he's making music like oh my gosh yeah i'm looking at his instagram right now he's like popping off with all these animals yeah it's so funny it's wild oh he, my He's a big animal fan, man. He loves it. Now, uh, speaking of your career, you nothing nothing new as far as music. You've been playing since you were five, uh, piano, guitar, all over it. Both, it's in your blood. Both your grandparents were music teachers. Your dad was a musician. It almost seems yeah. like music was like the only choice, but. I did. Yeah, I did see on Instagram you used to go to surf camp. What? Did you ever want to be a surfer? Was that on the on the to do list? I love that you like know like you did your research. This is so fun. I love this. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. I went to surf camp and was terrified of the ocean. Like, hmm. 
for the full experience of surf camp. Mm. Um, but it was fun. I sucked at surfing like <laughs> as a child. Like I thought I was totally like shredding. I thought I was so good. Nice. And um, then I tried surfing again this past year in quarantine, and I totally suck at it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, growing up, like my dad, yeah, was in like punk bands, and he was touring when I was growing up, and. My grandma taught me piano from the time I was, like, five. So, I don't know. I think, like, music was always, like, the only thing I enjoyed in the slightest. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only thing I was even remotely good at. So, I just kind of stuck with it. And then I went to, like, a performing arts school um, mm-hmm. for most of my life. And then I graduated high school and just, like, full sent it out here to L.A. And, like, I've just been doing the thing since. But, yeah, yeah it's funny. It's, like, people would always be like, what would you do if you weren't doing music? And I honestly, like, don't know how to answer that. Because, <laughs> like, since I could remember, music has always been, like, the only thing I wanted to do. So, yeah, I just feel lucky that I, that I get to keep doing this. Yeah. For sure. Well, I, you know, you mentioned your dad. And it's funny because I always, in these interviews, I see you talking about, like, the jam room growing up. He had, you know, mm-hmm. he had his music room. And I found it weird because you you actually went back at the start of the pandemic and you were working on your EP like Mm -hmm. at home where all of that started. Was it weird when you came back and you were those first four months of the pandemic where you're sitting there like, huh, I'm back where I was 15 years ago playing music again? Definitely full circle. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I was on tour too, like when when everything went down and I got sent home and I remember calling my parents and I was like, yo, like now I have like three weeks off. I'm not touring. Like I'm going to come home, but like I'll probably be back out on the road in three weeks. So like I'm just going to enjoy the time off at home. Yeah. And then like fast forward four months later and I'm like still there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was actually really cool. I got to make like I put out an EP at the end of last year called Young Life Crisis. And, yeah. Um, got to kind of make the whole thing on Zoom from like my childhood bedroom and like recording vocals in the band room in the house. So like it was definitely a cute little like full circle moment for me. It was fun to be back there, but it was also weird. I was like, okay, I'm like living with my parents again <laughs> at 21. What is this about? But no, nah, it was cool. It was fun. Nice. Like you said about your dad, he he was more. It was more punk rock grunge rock uh and i i heard like a huge inspiration for you was was gwen stefani and obviously yeah. gwen led up no doubt which was especially on their first album pretty hard they had some pretty hard songs uh did you yeah. did you want did you see yourself doing that like leading like a punk rock band when you first got into uh music you wanted to go on the harder edge um i don't even know if i knew what i wanted to do i think i just wanted to like do whatever i could to just like perform on stage honestly Mm -hmm. but um i mean yeah like i love the idea of like no doubt having like this bad woman leading it and then all these dudes like being the band yeah um and i'm sure at some point in my life i was like yeah that's what i want to do and who knows maybe i will do that one day but like i think just like watching gwen stefani and like avril lavigne that like mm-hmm. i just love seeing um like a front woman like leading a band and i just wanted to to do whatever i could could do to, to try to do that on my own for sure for sure yeah yeah well one one shot in the dark i was wondering about this because uh, you're originally from arizona and we've had some arizona mm-hmm. bands on the show before 
and they're yeah. not really in the hard range that your dad was in, but they're in the same time frame. So I was wondering, did your dad ever hang out with the Gin Blossoms? Hmm. Gin Blossoms? That's yeah. iconic. I forget they're, they're from Arizona. Huh? They are. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sick. No, or maybe he always will like name drop these like big bands and be like, <laughs> yeah, we played them. And I'm like, who are you? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> I have no clue, but I do. Yeah, I totally forgot that they were from. They were. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I thought yeah. maybe, you know, who knew in their younger days, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they had a couple shows maybe together. I don't know. Maybe they did cross paths. That's so rad. Well, like you said, uh, you've been playing for a long time. Uh, you wrote and released your first uh, single over a decade ago. Now, I was, I was watching an interview where you said uh, you were talking about it, and you were like, oh, one of the first I released was Disturbance, and it, it's a little <laughs> embarrassing. It's probably, it's probably still out there on the internet. If you want to listen, go for it. And I did. <laughs> what? I did. You go found to, it? I found <laughs> it on Bandcamp. I went out, and I oh, got no. Disturbance. And I got to say, for the listeners out there, let's say the fact that you wrote this song at 12 is insane. Oh, my God. It's it's way too good for a twelve year old to have written. Yes. Second. Oh. <laughs> well, second, the fact that a twelve year old was writing the lyrics of that song sort of frightened me. It's. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is I was like the happiest kid ever, and then I'm like, go into the show and like leave with this. So my parents were like, "Are you okay?" Like, <laughs> listeners, it sounds yeah. like a song the kid from The Ring would write. It's not. That's a fact. It's. It, <laughs> It does not sound like a happy-go-lucky surfer camp wow. girl writing it. I will say that. I'm impressed that you found it. That's hilarious. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, just a little digging. It didn't take too long, actually. It was surprising. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if that makes you want to get rid of it or, <laughs> or just leave it, but <laughs> it's pretty easy to, to, to find it. Well, for your real <laughs> career, the real music career now that you're, that mm -hmm. you're in, you sort of kick that off in 2018 like you said you went to LA you signed a publishing deal with Universal now when you got the publishing deal I feel like a lot of folks even folks that are you know been doing music for a long time they don't really get the whole gist of what a publishing deal is and what they're going to be doing uh, and I'm guessing you hadn't really done a lot of co-writing before that was there was yeah. there an adjustment period that it sort of you had to get used to doing the whole co-writing and and living in a publishing deal world? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, leading up to the pub deal, like I really had only done like I had just written by myself all the time and like went into the studio with my band that I had at the time. Like I had never like went into a room and like started a song from scratch with people. Mm -hmm. So. um yeah, my publisher just threw me in the sessions. He was like, go try this thing on and we'll just see what happens. And um, I feel so bad for the people that <laughs> had to work with me that I had no clue what I was doing. But it was, uh, it was very fun. It was definitely a big adjustment period, though, because I had also, like, when I was making music in high school and even before, like, I moved to L.A., like, I had never done, like, pop writing sessions. Like, most of the sessions out here are pop writing. So, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I think I just, like, was learning as I went, um, and I still am learning. Like, it's really cool, like, getting to work with, with new people and just kind of, like, get inspired by, like, 
little melodic things they do or like how they go about writing lyrics or making the track like i just feel like i'm learning every day um but yeah big apologies to the people that had to work <laughs> with me on litter song i didn't know how to do anything it was pretty funny well was you like you said you've got to work with a lot of great people uh you just you just released happy mm -hmm. endings with mike shinoda um yeah and yeah. we had grandson on the show he was a huge fan of working with mike uh what yeah. was your experience like working with him and, and what did you learn from a a vet like that yeah it was pretty it's funny i worked with grandson the other day for the first time too and he's the coolest dude ever nice um, nice yeah but no yeah it was weird like mike just kind of hit me up um i think people who are on our teams uh set it up or something but Mike hit me up one day and was like, yo, do you want to do a session on Zoom? And mm. I was like, yeah, that's casual. Like, Mike Shinoda, he's just a legend. <laughs> yeah. Of course I want to do it. And, um, yeah, it was great. It was funny, too, because that was, like, the first time we had all worked. It was me, Mike, Samantha Ronson, and Pete Nappy. Just, like, hopped on Zoom. And kind of within, like, I would say, like, 45 minutes had the course of, of happy endings. And, like, most sessions, especially ones where, like, you don't know everyone and on Zoom, yeah. never are that like i was prepared for us to not get anything yeah and then we ended up getting forest and we we're like super hype on it and then yeah like about like five months later um he hit me up to like stick, to keep like my vocal on it which was an honor yeah yeah it's crazy he's just it's been cool like we get to because of happy endings like i get to work with him a lot now which is rad he's like it's really cool to like learn from him for sure i was about to say he seems he seems to like to be sort of a a teacher, a mentor mm -hmm. in music. And grandson just seems to like to, he loves to collaborate, man. He's all about it. He's, yeah. he told me, he told me in our interview that he, he watched the Laurel Canyon documentary. And then like, I've, I've since then, there's been like 50% of my guests that they'll be like, yeah, I worked with grandson. I'm like, Jesus, that dude is out there doing he's, some he's doing the thing. exactly <laughs> exactly well let's let's talk about one of those songs you wrote um which i've heard you say actually was one of your your favorites still is one of your favorites drugs um yes why would you say that's one of your favorites that you've written yeah i think um one is when i wrote it i was like still actually pretty new to LA. i'd only lived there for like six months and i was trying to figure out my sound and what i wanted to say and like all that mm -hmm. and i remember when i wrote it i sent it in to my team and like my publisher and i was like yeah i really like this song like obviously not for me though like this we should just like pitch to another artist and they were like but why not for you like this is dope yeah and then i kind of it's like internal like do I put out a song that's saying I just came here for the drugs? Like, is this the vibe? And I just kind of realized, like, putting out music, like, should scare me a little. Like, and that's what makes it exciting is, like, taking a risk and, like, saying things that may off. Like, I don't know. It was just a weird, like, kind of turning point for me. And then when I dropped it, I just sort of started to base my instrumentation and, like, vocal production off of what we made in drugs. Yeah. And since then, kind of honestly like inspired like every song i've made since so nice yeah i've i love that song and it's always gonna be like i think my favorite song i've, I've been a part of for sure nice and and so the yeah. like you said the the lyrics they're sort of it's based on that idea of sort of the la 
sort of party scene, what people are mm. are looking to get out of the parties there. And I, I heard you bring this up where you're talking about parties and you said, you know, I'd ra- actually I'd rather hit up like college parties with my friends that are actually <laughs> you know, like w- with that, you know, obviously you haven't been able to party for the last year, yeah. really. But thinking about how much your your music career has has took off. Do you think you'd be able to blend into a college party now? Like people wouldn't recognize you, you'd be able to just hang? I don't think not for that for that reason, but I don't think I ever blended in at college parties. I like <laughs> I'm was not meant to be a college kid. It's really hilarious actually. But um <laughs> yeah, like I would try to when I first moved here, like I would go I kinda would go to like the industry parties and do that and then like Friday nights I would go out with like my friends who moved here, like, we all kind of, like, moved here together from high school. Yeah. Um, and go to these college parties and be like, this is what life is like in college. Like, this is crazy. It's so fun. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it would be, yeah, it will be fun. I'm just excited to be able to go out again. I feel like this past year, honestly, I've kind of enjoyed just being able to, like, hustle and just work 24-7 on Zoom and just, like, do my thing. Um, but, yeah, the second we're allowed to, like, hit the clubs up again, I'm, like, very, very excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. touring would probably be be up there above clubs, no doubt. Touring is it's it's interesting too because we're. I mean, I have if we're being real meltdowns about the fact that I can't tour probably once or twice a week. Like mm. it really is so bad. I miss it so much. But um, but yeah, there we're starting to talk about booking stuff, which is really exciting. I'm trying not to get like my hopes up, obviously, um, because I had my hopes up that I was going back on the road like two after I got sent home at the yeah. beginning of COVID. So. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to, to be touring again. Man, well, I want to I want to go back to that. But before we move on from drugs, I did want to ask because you just put out another version with Black Bear on it. Um, mm-hmm. Who? Wow, that guy's popular. That's a fact. Um, how how did he how did he come onto that song? Because that's I mean that's a a big addition, and I mean it's adding to your favorite song. So how did that sort of change your look at the song word yeah i was just i'm just so huge down to be a part of it it was it all kind of happened pretty fast too because like drugs even though the song is like two years old tiktok randomly like people started to like it again on tiktok yeah so kind of happened the second life or whatever yeah and um i remember i called my nr and i was like yo do you think black bear would feature on this like i know this is such a stretch but like (laughs) i'm a big fan like can we just ask and we asked and like couple days later he like sent in his verse and was like super collaborative and i mean obviously it sucks because we had to work remotely like we can never actually get in the studio together but um yeah it was crazy it's kind of surreal like i've been a fan of black bear forever and never did i think like i would be able to to be a part of a song with him so yeah yeah and on my song it's definitely it's pretty rad that's that's all I'm going I'm now going to email Black Bear and ask him if he wants to come on the show since I'll say Yeah <laughs> Hey come on you added a verse on her song can't you come on my show same deal come on real <laughs> easy um, I do love though how TikTok like uh it just it recycles songs like I mean mm-hmm. you know it's like dreams from Fleetwood Mac guy goes down on a skateboard and all of a sudden everybody's like oh you know what that song is awesome let's listen to that again Isn't that- like it's yeah. it's pretty weird. Well, you know, on that same line of names there that you've got to work with, one of your biggest co-writes so far was writing the song "Good in Bed" 
on Dua Lipa's newest album, uh, Future Nostalgia. Uh, how does having another person put out a song you wrote feel versus you putting out a song that you wrote? Yeah, I mean, both are pretty exciting. I think, like, there's something so weird and so special about, like, hearing another artist sing your song and then hearing their fans, like, love the song, even, like, with the other... I don't know. It's just the strangest experience, and it's just really cool. And it's funny, too, because, like, before the Dua Lipa album and, like, me having a song on it happened, like, I had never really entertained the idea of, like, actually writing for other artists. I was just always writing for myself. Yeah. And then we actually wrote Good in Bed, like, for what we thought was going, like, was my artist project. And then somehow Dua Lipa heard it or her team heard it or something. Mm. And it all just kind of happened really fast. And then, like, next thing we know, it's on the album. Mm. And since then, I've been able to, like, get in with other artists and, like, write for them. And it's kind of just, like, opened up this whole new world for me that's, like, really cool. Um, It's, like, a cool balance of, like, having my artist thing and then like when i get to write for other artists i kind of get to take away like my artist perspective and just like write a cool song Mm. um so yeah it's been fun i'm like super thankful that that happened because it's kind of opened up a whole new like writing world for me yeah who can can you mention who you've who you've wrote for yet have any of the songs dropped the other the other people that you wrote for the i think the only one i'm allowed to mention is the the madison beer Mm. song that uh, came out a couple months ago, but all the other stuff is like in the works for Ooh. releasing. So I'm very, very excited. Yeah. yeah, I just feel lucky to work with like any chance I can to work with like another female artist is like really exciting for me. For sure, for sure. Well, yeah. you know, you mentioned it with drugs, uh, and it, it it made me think of the same thing because you were like, oh, should I should have put out a song that is talking about this. And I, I've talked to a couple comedians that had this issue. Like, they make a whole stand-up routine, you know, about something awkward, like having sex. And then their parents mm. come to the show, and it's really awkward. Have, have you ever felt like that with any of your music? That you were like, oh, oh, hey, Dad, that's, yeah, that's my song. Like, does, <laughs> is it, does that ever happen, or are you just like, hey, it's art, shut up and listen? Um, yeah, I mean, with drugs, my parents are like, Tay, like, what? But I'm, I'm also like, Dad, you, like, grew up touring in the punk world, like, come on. <laughs> um, but I remember when I told my parents about Good in Bed, I, like, I really remember, they were visiting LA, and we were in my car, and I played, but they hadn't heard the song before, but I was like, Dua Lipa is singing the song that I wrote, or whatever, and I played it with my then boyfriend in the car like with my family it was the most awkward three minutes of my life like i didn't think about it before i hit play uh, and i was like oh my like when can i get out of this car that was intense <laughs> but no i'm very supportive and like um very chill about my music so i'm so lucky for <laughs> yes yes that's uh good lord that would be a nightmare for me i would just yeah. y- you know what we're gonna move on i'm gonna destroy this uh radio and we're never gonna hear this again there we go okay Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> well yeah. you mentioned it you mentioned it before uh, about you know tiktok it's get it's given you a boost uh, it's definitely helped out your music. You've got you've got a, quite a you know a following on TikTok, and by far people love when you take people's rants and turn them mm. into songs. Like all of those, 
all of those videos that you have on your TikTok are like millions and millions of views. Have you ever seriously done one of those and then thought, that should be an actual song? I should make this a song. <laughs> No, but maybe I should. Like, sometimes I'm like, I should just do a mashup of all of them and, like, put a beat over it and make it a real thing. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, too. I was actually filming one a couple of nights ago. And because I, I do it to the same chords, like, I do it to the chords to my song Drugs. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, trying to film this one with, like, the new rant. And I kept going back to, like, old rants and, like, singing the wrong words from the old ones. They just, like, get stuck. Like, it's a jumbled mess. But yeah, those are fun to do. I think TikTok is like such a crazy addition to social media. I think it's like just this like place where like people just really don't don't care. There's like no filter and like everyone's just kind of doing their thing and it's like low key really like supportive and um yeah, I'm just like lucky that people like some of the videos I make on there. It's it's definitely very fun to do. For sure. Well, I, I seriously do want to hear a song, maybe like a hip-hop song, where the chorus is the line, you want to see me run from the Lizzo one that you did. Because that's, yeah. like, that ending part, I was like, yeah, you put that on a loop, that's that's a jam right there. That's a that's a good we, one. We dropped a little, it's funny, I totally forgot until you said that. We did make that one into a song, and we dropped it on SoundCloud if you want to oh, check it out. That you, entertaining. you made my dreams come true right there. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Let's go. Uh, well, the, and that one's extra special too, because it's got David Letterman in it. And yes! if there's an old guy with a beard that I aspire to be one day, it's Dave. So that's it's. Made it made it fantastic with Dave in there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking, you know, you were talking about touring and how, you know, basically you, like a lot of our guests, you got basically a taste of your new tour. One hit of your new tour and then it got shut down. And you haven't got to right. play. You haven't got to play since. I I mm -hmm. heard a, uh, a story you told about the tour you were on before that where you were in Chicago and you stayed with your guitarist uh, parents and you yeah. you so you met them after the show and yeah. <laughs> you had a long conversation with them and you may have been a tad inebriated just a little bit and and, and so then the next morning you have the same conversation with them and your guitarist has to come in and be like, hey, you just had that conversation <laughs> with them last night. Mm. Was did, yeah. did they did they even let on that you were no. doing the exact same conversation? <laughs> um, yeah, Chicago always gets me into trouble. Like my drunkest <laughs> nights have been in Chicago. I don't know what it is, like the energy there. But um, <laughs> yeah, like his yeah Alex's parents were amazing they like let us stay at their house and we like wake up to breakfast and I'm like oh like were they I didn't even know they were at the show so like um yeah I wake up and I'm like super nice super bubbly eating breakfast having the conversation and they just totally went along with it for like I'm not kidding 30 minutes 
And then Alex was like, I have to stop. Like, Taylor, you asked him all these questions last night. And then <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was that drunk. So yes, that did happen. Um, <laughs> but I miss nights like that. I'm very excited to, to get back to Chicago, especially. So it was very fun. <laughs> I Kudos to his parents for just being... Right? Yeah, yeah, th- yeah, that's a good question. I'll keep... Sure, why not? Let's answer that again. Does she know? No, so she doesn't fun. know. Just keep going with it. It's fine. Oh, man. Uh, well, you, you said you love Chicago. I'm always, I love asking my guest about their hometown and where their favorite place to eat is in their hometown. Mm-hmm. But first, where's your favorite place to eat on the road? What was the city that you were like, man, I got to come back here? To eat there's this this is so random but there's this place called richmond or no sorry it's called pearly's and it's in richmond mm-hmm. and we didn't even have a show in richmond mm. but we like went out of our way to go to this restaurant and it's like bagels and locks and just like the best food ever mm. um that i think is my favorite spot on the road mm. or like um trying to think Pearls. yeah i feel like that's on the road for sure is, is pearly so if you guys are ever in richmond go check it out now richmond richmond virginia yeah yeah, yeah. Richmond, okay virginia. okay yeah. just want to make sure i wasn't gonna head to the wrong virginia wrong, wrong richmond and be like oh no pearly's here <laughs> which is weird a, a bagel shop in virginia hmm you'd think right you'd think you'd think you'd be getting that at uh in new jersey or new york but all right exactly. pearly's putting Not it down very good now yeah. in la if I come out to L.A. and I call you up and I say, Taylor, I'm in L.A. one night, where should mm-hmm. I eat? What's your go-to? Sugar, have you had sugarfish before? No, I have not. Mm. It's the best. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best sushi ever. I'm sure there's way better places, but it's my favorite sushi mm. spot out here. Mm. Mm. So sushi is yeah. your number one go-to. For sure. Yeah. Do you like sushi? I do. I do, but like it... I, I, it's it's not it's not like the grand finale for me. That's the thing. Like I love eating it, but it's not like that's not the one entree that I can go for. It has to be with other things. Like if I'm gonna I get sushi, that. I have to go with like some wok combinations as well. I need to get some. Ooh. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan yeah. of any type of Asian wok dish. You throw some. Yeah. Throw some good things in there. It's gonna, it's gonna go down. It's gonna go down. But sushi, I can definitely get behind. I can get behind it for sure. Well, uh, along with that, you know, uh, as far as the touring, um, you said you've got some dates. Now, are are they set in stone? Like, I mean, as far as like, have you actually already scheduled them, or are you holding out until you've got a hundred percent? clearance before you actually cement them in i think we're waiting until we know for a fact that they're happening yeah with COVID and but it's definitely just exciting to even be on the phone with like my agent just like talking about touring i'm like okay like it actually could happen now like it's we might get back to touring um but yeah i mean the closest thing i have to touring right now is like we're doing a, a live stream mm-hmm. um next day actually that i'm very very excited for because you know like i dropped my um, EP and um, wasn't able to tour it, so I get to do this live stream, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, that's that's been I've I, you know all all the artists that I've talked about. It's been a very weird process of 
you've got this time to write music, you can release music, and then it's a completely different release than you normally would have because all you do is you release it and you go, okay, I hope people are listening. Like, Literally, yeah. <laughs> and it's very, it's a very different feel for sure. Well, are you, the, the, the uh, shows that you're looking to play, are these a mixture as far as you sort of uh, solo events and then you supporting people or is it, mainly all just you that you're talking about right now um i think we're gonna keep doing a lot of like open like opening for um other artists mm -hmm. that's just like really fun for me. but yeah i mean it's kind of like a goal dream of mine for like in this next year to do a little a little headline tour would be very fun but yeah we'll see well well along with that uh you obviously are sort of in the uh i healthiest group category as far as vaccines but have you have you got a chance to get it yet or no? I'm getting it Friday, actually, and I'm so excited. Nice. Nice. I've, yes. got, I've got my second second dose coming up next week. So. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah, it's exciting now that I hear more people. Like, yeah, just everyone around me has it now. So I'm like, okay, life is closer than we thought. Like, we're getting closer to being back to normal. So, yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. Very exciting. Very exciting, especially for... For venues and for tours i'm sure all the all the venues are like oh thank god it's coming finally <laughs> right. i know it, i'm like huge shout out to, to venues that have managed to stay open during that because yeah venues we would have nowhere to play so. yeah it's yeah. it's it's definitely been tough for some of them for sure well last question what can upsall fans expect for the rest of 2021 what else you got cooking up definitely an album i've been that's kind of been where my main focus is right now nice just like in the studio with my friends making a bunch of music that i'm like very very excited about so yeah definitely an album probably like end of summer beginning of fall and yeah it's like the most excited i've been about music so i'm very very, very excited very but, cool yeah well yeah one request you make that album uh uh, put it in vinyl so I can put it up on our wall here in the studio. Just need it. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> good, good. Well, Taylor, we are up against a break, but I want to thank you for coming on the show and talking with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was very fun. This was dope. Awesome. Listeners, you can check out all things at Upsall.com or you can check her out on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Upsall Music right now. Let's take a listen to disturbance. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're oh my gonna... gosh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's take a listen to Stop by Upsall right here on the Doc G Show. I'm up all night, on night. So fast, gonna be so fast, gonna be so fast, it might stop. And we are back here on the Doc G show. Upsall. Upsall, Demarcus, right there. Man. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Give it a couple years. Oh, my God. She's going to be so famous. You don't even know. Mega famous. Uh, we, we are just detracting from her fame. But it's okay. Because I'll be able to tell people, like, <laughs> she was on her show. <laughs> no big deal. I'll oh, be yeah. like, no, she wasn't. I'll be like, uh, yeah. Yeah, go back to the April 7th, 2021 show. She was yeah. on there, turds. She's okay? going to be your come-up, Doc. She, and she 
uh, cordially laughed at a couple things I said to make me feel better. So take that. That's a fact. Take that, people. That's right. You know, I'll be able oh, to say man. that to Marcus. So that's good. You know, that's that's always fun. That's yeah. nice. Uh, I mean, I, I can't believe she hadn't looked at uh, Big Boy's Instagram. Can you believe that, man? I, nah, that's nah, all. That's, I, I checked out Big Boy's dope. stuff, and yeah, you're just like, man. I mean, like, I get it. There's people that always comment on the stuff like, yeah, you shouldn't have those animals at your house. And I'm like, I understand. They're wild animals. You shouldn't have that. But still pretty cool. Like, I mean, you know, like, I'm not going to bring a tiger into my house. But if I could, (laughs) I can't say that I would. Like, I mean, I want to respect the nature. I don't want to do it. But at the same time, it's one of those things. If you got the ability, it's pretty hard to turn it down. You know, it's pretty hard to turn it. I get it. I get it. Like, I mean, he's got like five owls. If I could have an owl, you better believe I'd have an owl. So true. You better believe he'd be sitting in here right now, hooting at me. Woo. Yeah. Who? That's all he'd be doing. And I just, we'd have whole conversations, and all he'd say is who. I can see you know? that. I'm, I can see that, Doc. Bro, you want a breakfast burrito? Who? Yeah, I'm going to make you one. You know it's going to happen. Who? That's it. So it would go on. Oh, man, if I had an owl. You don't even know, Demarcus. You don't even know. Oh, man, and those TikTok rants. Well, I know exactly. Can you imagine? Yeah, just imagine our social media followers. If I had a constant owl update on the Instagram, <laughs> and I was like, "Here, here's what Hootie's doing," you know, yeah. and I'd come up with a, a non-original name like Hootie, and you can't get mad at me because yeah. you don't have an owl. So I mean, come on, you know. I'm just saying, it's anyway, it'd be awesome, be yeah. awesome. But I also. I, uh, as soon as she told me during that interview, uh, she she made a remake to that, uh, you want to see me run? I was like, oh, that's a jam. Mm. That's a jam. You know what? You know what? Play it for the listeners. Play right. it for them. I know I cannot run any of these in any way, every way. Whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, financial, bitch. I'm about to run around your motherfucking bank account. You want to see me run? Oh, God, that was good, man. That was good. I'm telling you, man. That was a dope hit. Plus, you got, like I said, like I told her, it's got got Dave Letterman in it. So if you got Dave in there, you got to give it up. I mean, if there's anybody that's an old guy with a beard that I want to be like, it's Dave. No, I'm never going to be that smooth, but come on now. Come on now. Uh, Okay, DeMarcus. Now, sadly, sadly, listeners, I have some bad news to let you know. Um, We're out of shoes for shoe and tell. Yeah. 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 I I know you guys didn't want to hear it. I know you guys didn't want to hear it. Exciting part of the show, man. There is no... (laughs) You got to stop promoting it like that. It's just not true. Um, sadly, I have no more shoes to shoe and tell. So I thought of something we got to, you know, I, I was like, we got to come up with something else to put in this time spot. You know, got a new segment. Mm. Got a new segment. You want to know right. what the segment's called? Mm. What's it called, Doc? The Doc G Top 3. Yes. Yes. Doc G Top 3. I mean, come on now. Everybody loves 
listing things. Yes. Who doesn't love ranking and listing things? Yes. Everybody does it. Yes. Everybody mm. lists things. I know, and I know it's cliche. Of course, everybody's done this. Who hasn't done it? Mm -hmm. But you know what? <laughs> Everybody's been breathing air for the last million years, and I don't think I'm going to stop because everybody's done that. Nope. You know what? We're doing it. The Doc G Top yeah. 3. It's happening. Here we go. <laughs> okay, DeMarcus, this week's, what are we listing? What are we listing? We're listing the three best burgers we've ever had. The three mm. best burgers we've ever had. Uh, now these, uh, these obviously we've actually had to eat these. You can't just think they're going to mm -hmm. be great burgers. You've had to mm -hmm. physically eaten them. Okay, so give me your number three. What do you got for number three, Demarcus? Uh, I would probably say uh, I don't know if you ever heard of um, Bad Daddies. Mm. Uh, mm. I don't know if they're a chain or not, but they have this. Uh, it's in Colombia. Mm. Um, there's this Western burger. It's a buffalo burger. Mm. It's pretty. Now, now you're calling this damn it, tasty. It, it, did you say bad daddies? Bad daddies. Bad daddies burger. Oh man, now that sounds bad daddies. That sounds mean right there. That sounds mean. Yeah. Mm. I'm look. I'm, pretty I'm good looking. Food. I'm looking right now here. I'm looking at the locations. Mm -hmm. Okay, it looks like there's a couple locations, but mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think it's like a national chain yet. I don't think. Mm. I don't think. But you so you so you're going so you're going uh, you're going with the buffalo. You said. Yeah. Now is that is that, is, that, is that like is that like hot sauce buffalo or is that like buffalo blue like a blue cheese? Mm. Uh, it's more so like a hot sauce buffalo. Oh, okay. Like it, Western yeah, buffalo. I, really I see it right here. Monterey yeah, Jack buffalo, cheese, man. seasoned fried oh, yeah. onion straws, barbecue sauce. Oh, mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Number three yeah. on my list. I'm putting, I'm pretty positive you've been there. I think you've been to all three of the ones that I, that I have on my list. I'm going the mm -hmm. original Polly's front porch. Like mm. not, not now. It's went way downhill. Mm -hmm. No offense to the people <laughs> yeah. that own it now, but it's nowhere what it was. <laughs> nope. I'm I'm talking like 2011 when it first mm. came. Oh man, those burgers were amazing. Those things mm -hmm. were amazing when it first came. So good. The Edisto. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that mm. was good stuff. That was good stuff. The the mm. Polly's. Oh, oh there's so many. There's so many good choices. <laughs> and then they had the fried crawfish tails. Mmm. Mmm, mm. delicious. Yeah, you're making me hungry. I'm already Put that hungry. Now, well, we got two. What do you got for your second? Mmm. Oh, number two, I would have to say maybe five guys. I'll go with the... Uh, oh, you're going generic. Five guys. Yeah, i go generic okay. on this one. Like I'm, I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to kick a five guys uh, burger out of bed. Nope. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. some people will put it down, but it, it is. It's good. I mean, it's classic. Yeah, it's simple. It's, 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 it's tasty, yeah. man. You know, you know yeah. what the first time I ever had Five Guys? You know who's who that? I was with? Hmm. Who's that? Steve Chin. That's who I was with. <laughs> me, me, Steve Chin. We we broke for Steve lunch. Chin. Me, Steve, and Martin. We broke for lunch. We went and got burgers, and man, I went into a food coma after that because I ate nice. like eight pounds of those fries that they just throw in the bag for you. That you're like, really? This garbage bag mm -hmm. full of fries? And they're like, yeah, that's right. That's all your fries. And you're like, all right. Well, mm. you gave them to me. I got to eat them now. You know, guess so. <laughs> 
Okay, number one. Oh, number two on my list. Sorry, number two on my list. Ho dads, you were with me. Ho dads. Oh man, is that That's your number, number one? one. <laughs> That's your number one. Yeah. There it is. That's my I, number one. Hey, I'm not. I, like I said, it's tough. The reason that I put number one, number one, is for nostalgia reasons. I put it for nostalgia uh, reasons. So, I mean, Ho Dad's definitely has got to be high on the list for best burgers I've ever had. I mean, mm -hmm. and that's why it's reached number two. It's crazy good, man. And so simple. Mm. So simple with their burgers, right? Like, I mean, they, yeah. it, you know, when we ordered, it wasn't like they were like, and a, and a yeah. garlic aioli sauce. No. Oh. No. It's like, hey. If you're just, in San Diego, if you're listening to the show and if you're in San Diego, you have to go to Ho Dad's if you've never been. I, mean, I was about to say, I mean, if they're listening in San Diego, which we have regular listeners in San Diego, yeah. they already know about Ho Dad's. There's no way oh, they yeah. can't know about Ho Dad's. They got to know about Absolutely. Ho Dad's. And like, that's what mm -hmm. I'm looking at their menu right now. That's what I love about their menu. Hamburger, cheeseburger, bacon, cheeseburger, bacon, hamburger. That's it. Like, yeah, right. You don't have some kind of crazy thing on there. I mean, they got the specialty mm -hmm. burgers, but, I mean, that that's just crazy. The the Guido burger, as they call it, inspired by mm. inspired by Guy Fieri. Now, my number mm -hmm. one, Hodad's is, like I said, a close second. My number one, it is a chain, Fuddruckers. It's got to go number one. Ah, Fuddruckers. I, I, lo I love the Ruckers like Fudd, man. I just, oh, <laughs> man. Mmm, 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 mmm. <laughs> The, and so sad. I brought up today. So sad, man. The one in Columbia had been open for 35 years. They just closed it, man. They yeah. just closed that thing. That was like I don't my live whole. Too far away from it. That was my whole or, childhood, man. I, I yeah. every time that we went to the beach, I we would stop at that Fuddruckers. I loved it. It was. It was. It was like. It was like the set off for summer, man. You go to Fuddruckers. <laughs> you get a giant half pound burger. You go into yep. a food coma afterwards. Ah, mm. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know. This this was rough on the first uh, Doc G top three, uh, Demarcus. Uh, you're right. It just made me really hungry. Mm. Next next <laughs> week we're gonna have to do a top three that doesn't involve food. Nope. I'm gonna have to think of something that's not around food. All right. Okay. Yeah. Demarcus, we uh, I got to tell you about the show. Oh wait, before shows, got to do the third birthday suit. Almost jumped third birthday suit here. Okay, this one, mm, I'm sort of in between now. Your your Billy Holiday gave me confidence, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we'll see. Football player, we got football, so start thinking. Uh, born in Rochester, Pennsylvania, April seventh, nineteen fifty four. Our birthday suit wearer loved sports growing up, especially basketball and football. In high school, he started as a cornerback, and then. Uh, they wouldn't let him play running back because he only weighed 147 pounds. Hmm. He grew some, and by the end of his junior year, he had been uh, selected All-State with 1,034 yards and 19 touchdowns as a running back. He ended up going to the University of Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh, he became three-time All-American, a Maxwell winner, a Heisman winner, and a national championship champion. In 1977... He was selected second overall by the Dallas Cowboys. He ended up playing 11 seasons with the Cowboys, being a four-time Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl champion, and inducted into the Cowboys' Ring of Honor. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, you got me on this one. 
Mm. Um, mm. I'll give you. I'll give Ooh. you his initials. Maybe this will help. T D. T D. He was ranked number seventh all time. And I'll be honest. If you gave me all this stuff and I hadn't looked him up, probably wouldn't get him. Probably wouldn't get him. But I definitely know his name. Like, that's the thing, is after you'd say his name after I didn't get it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I know, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Any you, you ideas? Got me on this one, Doc. Okay, okay. Me. Tony Dorsett. Tony ah. Dorsett. You've heard Tony the name, Dorsett. right? You've heard, heard the name. I've heard that name before. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He had a, I would say his, his uh, college career was a little bit more famed than his NFL career, but still, Hall of mm. Famer in both. Very impressive. Sadly, mm. diagnosed with CTE back in 2013. Um, seems to be okay, though. He seems to be doing mm -hmm. all right. Um, but, Tony, I hope you're enjoying your 67th birthday. Enjoy the 67, Tony. There it is, man. Hmm. There it is. Um, yeah, shout out, shout out. shout out to Tony Dorsett. There it is. Uh, okay, Demarcus, got to tell you about the show next week. I'm very excited about this. Uh, we have got Michigander on the show. Michigander, yes, hmm. yes. These guys, All man. Right. Jason Singer, this dude. He uh, he's been working, making this band, cultivating this band. Uh, he just released EP. Everything will be okay eventually. Such a good EP. I just got it on vinyl. Excited to hang it up here in the studio. Can't wait. We're going to talk to him about a lot of different things. The last show that he played before the pandemic, he played Bernie Sanders Rally. That's what he did. Nice. Played Bernie <laughs> Sanders Rally, man. He got a picture with the burn. He felt the burn. Nice. Right up. And I mean, he felt the burn up because he was in a picture with him. What? He was feeling nice. the burn. Literally. Crazy. Right. Crazy. Can't wait to talk to uh, Jason. It's going to be a good time. But until then, Demarcus, we've got to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Going to wrap it up. You're not All cramping right. up right now, are you? I'm, I'm not cramping. Not at this moment, Doc. No, good. Good. Make sure you keep it off. Electrolytes, balance, <laughs> rest. We got to make sure that doesn't happen again, all right? Maybe oh, throw yeah, in a Hodad's sure. burger. Who knows? Oh, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that helped. <laughs> I don't know. Until next I time, guys, would. I have been your, ho your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Demarcus Heller. Say what? Peace out, people. Oh, uh, and until next week, zip it up and zip it out.